Welcome to the fun morning edition of Control-Alt-Revolt, the podcast. I'm NPR's Nick Cole. And I'm NPR's Single White Medusa. We're doing this podcast in the morning, so we have this voice. Yes, the dulcet morning tones of what we hope are your two favorite podcast co-hosts. We're switching. We're dialing back to a morning session now. We hope you enjoy this. No, that's not us. <laughs> we can't do that. We've got to be high energy and inflammatory and outraged because uh, we got up this morning because single white Medusa could not sleep, torn, tossed, tormented, torn apart she was all throughout <laughs> the night. Uh, the, 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 I would say the... Um, the murder of crows is starting to come together, starting to look pretty grim. Obviously, she wasn't tossed and turning over all of that, but it's on your mind a lot, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, for how long has it been now? A year and a half, is it? I mean, yeah, it's it's hard for it not to be. I think all of us, right? I mean, even though our side is not controlled by fear and the fear-mongering, it's just, if anything, it's frustrating. And it's frustrating to see the whole world falling apart as a result and knowing that it's all by design and it's on purpose like it would even be easier to deal with if it literally was just this crazy natural disaster happened and all these bad things happened and we're all trying to get through it okay that would be one thing but like knowing that it's being caused on purpose the chaos is being done on purpose for people to get power and wealth is like that is beyond frustrating (laughs) Well, I'll tell you what. What I noticed is that initially all of this sort of occupied our minds a lot. Mm-hmm. And, you know, that was the, the initial pandemic fear. Everybody locked down, you know, uh, we're going to have 20% death in the street. Life has ended as you know it and everything like that. And then that sort of normalized, which humans being human beings have a tendency to do in a tragedy. They, they sort of normalize. Um, it's how they it's how they cope and how they deal. Look at me talking like I'm an alien scientist. You're like, this is how humans, humans deal. That's always when you listen to leftists and leftist scholars. They they always start divesting themselves of humanity. Like there's some sort of contrived uh, extra illuminated species commenting about the monkeys banging two coconuts together. Yeah. But um, things dialed down for a little while and and everybody was like kind of getting into normal and there were there was a lot of the what did you do during the pandemic stories and like and i was like oh if i hear another there was a point where i was just like if i hear one more uh covid story i'm gonna scream but i don't scream (laughs) but i'm just saying something else um and then there was kind of a normalization you know things got back together then there was the second lockdown and it was like, ah, we're in this again. It's a big hassle. The election. Orange man bad. Tran man good. You know, those kinds of things. And and now what I actually have noticed, which I think is unusual, is um, everybody's kind of back to fear mode in a certain way. And I think it's easy to focus on the virus and things like that. But really... It's some much larger issues that are, like I was saying, a murder of crows is starting to come together. And it's it's really the economic collapse. It, like, people will talk about COVID. You will you, you see the people that have embraced uh, COVID as their religion. Um, Fauci is their lord and savior. The vaccine is, you know, the divine sacrament. All the, I mean, the, and that that's real. I have seen that. That is, that is absolutely real. Um, but... 
but really it's it's about a lot of the larger issues one of those issues is that the leadership of the united states has completely fallen apart is completely absent and so you see them really trying to bring back a lot of trump hatred and the truth of it is is the trump hatred works you know like they'll they'll take any issue now and go back to trump um but it works for the left's base because they are so stupid and so they really do believe that trump is to blame for all of these things from afghanistan to the virus to all of these things and it just makes them feel so good because he is their righteous indignation you know goldstein moment and so they're always going to do that and as long as it plays in peoria for the left media and for every politician it's just going to continue to happen so i think what a, a lot of the stress and fear that we're all feeling that everybody's feeling i would say um, is this sort of slow boil coming to a head where it is clear that we are about to have an economic meltdown i would say we are just weeks away now yeah you, um, that surprised me when you said that i was yeah, like whoa i would say soon. we are within weeks i think that there and i you know there are people who have been posting in the comments and stuff like the people who know can see it the farther you go away from the supply chain centers like it's harder it's a little bit harder for us to see it in orange county and la because we are at ground zero of the shipping ports mm -hmm. so like we are we don't have any shortages here or anything like that but i'm checking in with everybody and everything like that and you're you really are starting to see in the hinterlands in the countryside empty shelves you are seeing people in industries experiencing deficits in the things that they need to be supplied so so that is on everybody's mind but it's hard to talk about that in a certain way and it feels to me that it's so much easier um with the sort of falsification of the pandemic numbers um to to focus on that i think that we are headed towards an Im imminent economic collapse and then i think on top of that what's going to happen is they're going to come up with a new variant and we're all going to have to lock down over that because what you're seeing is right now a lot of people are testing positive for covid because they're back to running the test at the 40 cycle threshold which pretty much means everybody's covid positive so uh, uh you know like my neighbor has covid right now and i'm like anything going on he's like no nah, i don't feel anything i just was working at a house and i tested positive and uh, so now i got to stay away from my wife and kids and not work for 10 days and there are just people that are going to obey that you know and, and that's the way to, that it's going to be now you would say like okay with the leadership problem with biden who has kind of been absent since his booster shot that's true. and so we don't know but um why would you do that why why would you create an economic crisis on purpose which seems to be what's happening with the supply chain and then why would you then go ahead and declare another pandemic well i can give you a pretty good idea of what you're going to be hearing in december in december you're going to hear something to the effect of we need 10 trillion dollars need 10 to corn pop need 10 trillion dollars but it'll really be you know grandma drinky out there we we need to pass this 10 million a 10 trillion dollar economic bill um to to save the economy you know it'll be something like that it'll be but it will be 10 trillion i almost guarantee you because the level of economic de devastation as the supply chain shuts down and everything goes sideways you're gonna they're going to like literally say we need 10 trillion and america's going to be feeling it and they're going to go money printer go burt at the same time they're going to come and say and because of the covid crisis 
because that's the never-ending crisis. We need to print another $10 trillion. You're like, literally, mark my words. Let's see if I'm right. I could be wrong. But I'm going to say $20 trillion more in debt by Dece- by January 1st. Ooh. I would say now, right at now, least 10, Right now, we're at, least we're, 10, we're at 30 $32 trillion. That isn't just realized debt. Unrealized, we're at $200 trillion in debt. Whoa. You know, uh, but they don't talk about that ever. No. They, to the to the, the big one, the debt one, the one, the debt clock one, mark my words, 20 more trillion in debt by the end of the year. Oh my gosh, that's so scary. And uh, and you won't see a penny of it. You will not. You might, I mean, you, hey, you might get some unemployment checks. Great. That's great stuff. You know, I hope you save for the future. But we all know you can't save for the future on unemployment checks. And yeah, with the inflation, I mean, that's going to be... Yeah. You know, yeah. a small pittance. <laughs> because what we're moving to is a total economic collapse in which two things happen. The financial system collapses and everybody's sort of dislocated from what we accept as civilization. You Meaning a lot of people, because of the COVID, because of the waves of violence that are going to come at, during the economic collapse... When sort of law and order breaks down, and we got to, we, we, they're really going to be, we need to get that military on the streets because of the insurrection, and everything like that. And also, I want to talk about, remember this, I want to talk about Biden's fake presidency, like the sets and everything like okay. that, and what we think about what is really going on, because we were talking about that last night. So make a note there. But um, so we'll have this period of crisis where everything breaks down financially, there'll be a lot of violence in the streets. Blah, blah, blah. What a lot of people are going to be doing at that point, for safety's sake, is they're going to be getting behind the military. So they're, they're going like, if the military says, hey, you know, uh, I'll just use this example. Like, hey, L.A. and Orange County are way too danger- dangerous. We are forming a military cordon out at Fort Irwin with the Marines at 29 Palms. We're going to make a sort of a safe zone, a green zone, a Kandahar. Remember what we should have done in Afghanistan? We should have like, and everybody like, oh yeah, Kandahar wasn't in the city. The city was dangerous, everybody. Maybe that was intentional. So like they'll turn, you know, they will paint the picture of the NTC. And I've been to NTC. That was a year of my life in 30 days. Um, They'll paint it as a military safe zone so that if you are if you've been dislocated from your house by by blackrock or vanguard um if your streets are overwhelmed with violence or if you don't have enough food you haven't had a shower in 30 days if they've burned you out with fires if they've burned you out with fires which is what they're that's a really subtle strategy no one's talking about that they're doing us to us in orange county in uh, california then you then you'll you're going to see a lot of people getting out on the 15 and the roads and using the scenario of barstow to get out there and get to what they perceive as safety that's where the camps will be but they'll call them you know the they'll have some cool name for them but really that's the concentration camp a concentration of people and that's where you will be and if you try to leave you're going to get clubbed over the head yeah Ooh, it's grim so your plan was well, hold Don't on. Go. So, so that's that's what's going to happen there, and money at that point will become relatively meaningless, or you know, whatever. You know, it'll be so inflated, so wild, out of control. And then what they're probably going to introduce is the new Fed dollar, new digital currency. And if you're in the camps, you know, or you're in special areas or whatever, you can go ahead and get your whole new financial package set up, where you'll be getting digital dollars. 
These will be time-expired dollars that you will need to spend um, before they expire. And I, I think it will actually be a significant uh, amount of real real money. Like, quote-unquote, it won't be overinflated. Like, it'll probably be comparable to what you're paying now or even before. It'll seem really attractive, and you'll be given it free, and I think you'll be given a large amount of it. But again, there will come conditions with it on what you can spend it on, what you can't. You won't be given. You won't be given Alex Jones a subscription with Fed dollars. Yeah. You you won't be buying any firearms or ammunition with Fed dollars. You'll be buying you know the things that they approve of, and there will be incentives to buy the things they want you to buy with corporate partners who are really towing the line. And so your wife is going to have that Louis Vuitton purse because Louis Vuitton insists that all employees be completely vaccinated. Boy, I didn't anticipate for this podcast to get this dire, dark, and off the rails, but I did have two cups of coffee and a waffle this morning. <laughs> well, that'll do it. So. My question, though, from what you just said is um, with your – they'll give everyone a good amount of free money, and I don't doubt that. I could see them doing that, but the problem is – as we saw with all the never-ending unemployment, with the extra bonuses and stuff, like how will they get people to work if they do that? And they do need. Oh, to work. oh yeah, that was the other part. Yeah, yeah, that's uh, that's a funny thing. How will you get people to work? Well, here in California, they don't really want to work. Every business owner I know is dying on the vine for workers. I mean, seriously, they'll pay you whatever you want. Like especially a lot of the people in the restaurant industry. Just had a friend get a Michelin star for their restaurant and they can't get they're literally getting reservations from around the world because people want to come to it and they don't have enough employees. And hey, that's life. But I think what I heard is 50,000 Haitians just came through the border. And guess what? There's another 60,000 down in Panama headed this way. In fact, there's a lot more headed this way. So what you're going to see is Jen and Johnny Smith, um, who were workers here in Irvine and just felt unsafe as the pores began to riot in L.A. and the street gangs began to fight Orange County Sheriff and uh, it wasn't safe to go to the store. And they said, you know, we're really going to Barstow with our, our, our two kids, Baxter and, and Chumley and the dog and we're gonna we're gonna be safe there and they've promised this on the other side of this that there will be a new housing development for us the the hillary clinton you know uh green acres mega sprawl where you're gonna get a pod home and you're gonna eat the bugs you know and all that kind of stuff anyways and bill gates fake meat but guess who's gonna be doing all that work the Haitians. Oh, the Haitians. The Haitians are coming across the border, as they're calling it in Mexico. We just listened to a great interview on Tim Pool last week with a Mexican Border Patrol agent, and he said they're calling it Navidad. They're calling it Christmas. The border is so porous. So you know this as, from the uh, Great Reset, this is called... Oh, um, replacement migration. Yeah, and it's an actual thing. It's an actual thing they that got George a whole Soros strategy. has talked about. And, and you're you're I'm actually afraid. in it right now collapse the economy, drive you out of your urbanized areas and your jobs, replace you with grateful migrants that are uneducated, are basically zombies in a certain respect. Um, they've been malnourished their entire lives. They don't have advanced thinking capabilities. They're desperate for uh, a way of life, and they'll do anything that they need to. And the, the anything that they're going to do is they're going to violently... Uh, displace you. A lot of people are going to willingly displace. And then they're going to show up, uh, you know, 
I'm speaking metaphorically here, and Monday morning, probably in your clothes, they looted from your house to do your job. Now, it's not going to be as streamlined as that, but you can rough sketch it, and you, you can basically say, if you, if you step back and you look at the larger picture, if we are going to proceed to an economic collapse, which I challenge anybody to tell me, like, let me tell you why you're having an economic collapse. Because the dumbest person on TV, Chris Hayes, is over there telling everybody that there is no economic, there is no financial, that it's all made up. <laughs> yeah. You know, like you're you're literally starting to see that talking point from the press, that the entire financial situation is bad. And don't look at your bank accounts. Don't look at your eight months in arrears mortgage payment that 69,000 people in the state of California are in or one to two months, another million. Don't look at any of those. Don't look at the pumps. Whatever you do, do not look at those pumps. Don't look at any of There is no economic crisis. There is no man behind the curtain. I am the great and powerful crown pump. You know, so that's where they're at. Man, this waffle is kicking in. <laughs> It's a oh, waffle man. is a natural high, <laughs> like car batteries into the ocean. For those of you who know, you'll find out. But uh, it's pretty funny new mem I've gotten into. So um, that's kind of what I'm perceiving. You know, hey, you come here for the doom and gloom, right? But with with a toe tapping, witty urbanity that you provide, that we provide. Exactly, making jokes until they execute you like that. Yeah. Awesome yeah, comedian in, in Afghanistan. So, yeah. I, and I'm not like, I'm not sitting down this morning and saying, how much crazy S, S, yeah, I said S, oh, mom, I said S, how much crazy shit can I think up? <laughs> yeah, <just> undid it. <laughs> I did that on purpose. So that's the comedy. How much crazy shit can I think up? I'm telling you, like, it's lining up this way. You, you are, I, I, again, I challenge anybody, tell me there's not an economic crisis going on. Um, you see that the COVID numbers, uh, well, you were just pointing out something this morning. Yeah, I saw it posted on Telegram a day or two ago. And the weird thing was, it was on a channel that is very much our speed and everything like that. But they weren't commenting on this particular aspect of it. But it jumped out at me and I was like, what? These numbers are crazy in regards to how many deaths our country has in the United States compared to the world and then compared to our population and the world's population and just looking at those numbers I was like wait why do we have so many deaths you know because like the numbers do not add up as like the numbers should be kind of evenly spread out you know population wise and that is not the case so basically world population seven let's see seven billion eight hundred million that's the whole world population our population is 330 million so that's like a pretty small percentage, yeah. you know, pr quite small. Well, deaths, we had 134,500 and change. The total deaths in the whole world were 569,375. So like 134,000-ish compared to 569,000. Like that's um, not even three times, you know, you get the whole deaths in the whole world. That's like... Or I, I guess I'm trying to say ours are less than three times, not even three times smaller. Yet our population is way smaller than three times. You know the entire. And world. my answer to that I don't was know what? If I'm putting that into words, right? Your yeah. The answer was 
Well, I mean, the way you phrased it was you said, and we have the best healthcare system in the world. I think you were being sarcastic, right? right? That, no, I mean, I am not being sarcastic. You have that level of death in a nation with the most modern healthcare in the world. People from other nations, and yes, even Canada and the UK, come here for their healthcare. Um, there is health tourism in other nations, but they don't match the level of infrastructure or available care or even quality in the United States. The United States still, hands down, the best. So why, why do we have that level of death? Whereas someone has pointed out, and I've pointed it out previously, but I'm starting to see people echo this point online. Um, why don't people die of COVID at home? Why don't they die in their cars? When we were initially shown those videos out of China, people were dying in the streets. But apparently, if you lip read Chinese, you can see the Chinese citizens in the background saying this is all fake. So um, people are always going to find a way to resist. You know, that's something you need to remember about China. It's not China. It's the CCP and the elites. The average Chinese, Chinese citizen is probably about a lot like you, interested in freedom and separation from oppression in a lot of ways. And I wish we could kind of unite that commonality, but we really do have some bad actors in the equation. But perhaps in their goal to uh, create this economic meltdown and then another pandemic um, to finally sort of displace us and destroy us, perhaps they will miscalculate and instead it shall be we who do the destroying. But I just say this, if you look at the stories following Remdesivir, the reason people are dying in such numbers is because the hospitals are killing them. Yeah, exactly. So I think I misstated, but basically, like, we have almost a quarter of the deaths, then, yes. I would say. In like, hospitals. People who died. Hey, well, this is, anybody yeah. know anybody who just randomly died of COVID at home mm -hmm. or whatever? No, they die in hospitals. And so, I mean, I think it proves the point that we've heard from some doctors that we've talked about on here. Yeah, that, like... The hospital is the most dangerous place you yeah. can be if you of, have COVID. A lot of sane, sensible doctors are saying that. Now, someone's going to jump in the comments and say, yes, my entire company died at home of COVID. <laughs> like, okay, great. Thanks, because you're the exception to the rule. Remember, when you show up and say something that contradicts me, you're the exception to the rule. You're proving the rule. But I'm just joking. Yeah. So, like, because, as you said, we have the best healthcare in the world, our percentage should actually be way less than the general world population percentage. You know, third world countries theoretically would have way more deaths than us by population, you know? So yeah. it just kind of proves but now, that. But now we've added the vaccine. Yeah. And people are now saying that if you test the urine and the blood of those vaccinated, they are pissing out carcinogens. We're, and, and I have had two doctors now. This is, this is an actual Nick and single white Medusa verified story. You weren't with the second verification because I couldn't. You couldn't be in but the doctor's office for that. Yeah. Two different doctors, a hematologist and a dermatologist, have told me that since the vaccine happened, there has been a rise in cancer. And neither of these people were anti-vax. Right. They were pro-vax. They weren't even making that. Point. And when I tried to say that, I go, well, you know, I wouldn't say that. And I'm like, okay, but like, there wasn't this level of cancer. And then what happened to everybody, and now there's a new level of cancer? Because Occam's razor indicate, and I'm not always saying it's Occam's razor, but Occam's razor, which is the most likely reason for something to happen, is usually the obvious reason that happens. I've kind of misquoted that. But, like, 
Occam's razor usually says the simplest answer is the explanation. And so if, if you didn't have this level of cancer, and these were different cancers, hematologist is blood, dermatologist is skin. They both were seeing a rise in cancer in their fields of study since the vaccine. And when you ask them, they go, well, I don't think it's the vaccine. I'm like, well, what other global event has affected everybody that is causing this? So you are starting to see that. And so, uh, you know, they, they are still across the administrations from the UK to the United States to Canada to Australia. They are telegraphing this dark winter concept because they know there's a wave of death coming. And my contention and your contention, single white Medusa, would be what? Which part? Like the... Uh, that the wave of death will most likely... Oh, yeah. Like, be affect... Will be caused vaccine, by the vaccine. And by so... The, the vaccine. Yeah. But, of course, Big Pharma has just made, you know, $20 billion. I think I checked the number. No, it's more than that. It's like... It's a ton of money that they've made. Um they're not going to fess up that it's the vaccine. They're going to blame it on the va- the unvaccinated. I the think pan- it was at least twenty the, billion last yeah, quarter. The, like pan- yeah, quarter. the pandemic of the unvaccinated. The pandemic of the dirty others. So you know, we began this with like everybody's feeling a sense of stress and a sense of, and I'm just I'm just seeing it out. Still, I say that all the time. Like I'm just seeing it out and about. But you're seeing the collapse of an economy. You're seeing uh, what probably will be a dark winter. And you're seeing those at the helm do nothing to avert this crisis. Nothing. Nothing to avert this crisis. Instead, doing things that engender the crisis. And so you you have to conclude that it's coming. Whether you like it or not, in two to three weeks, it's going to start. I'm not going to say it's going to be ground zero in two to three weeks. But in two to three weeks, let's come back. That'll be about October 15th. Let's see if we're on the path towards dark winter. Let's see where the economic collapse is. If those things are lining up and we're seeing 60,000 Haitians pour over the border from Panama and more and seeing nothing to dissuade that interruption and we're beginning to see violence in the streets and people and the call for the military to take control, you know, as police and fire departments and emergency services collapse and you see those migrants coming across the border and you see, you know, a lot of violence and you see people beginning to head towards the green zones. I'm not saying that's all going to happen in two to three weeks, but I think we'll begin to see the signs of that. You should know that these things are coming. They're about to happen. I highly encourage you because, you know, we're just in the, we're trying to do a little prepping for everything. Amazon has these Chinese made radios, but it's probably your best thing to get right now. They're called Baofeng radios. And if you just type in ham radio, you'll see them. And I would get the $69 one. You can get a two-pack if you have a larger family. You can get a 20-pack or whatever, you know, 16-pack, 12-pack, whatever. Those might be a good idea to have. Get the whip antenna and the cable connector so that you can download the software and everything like that. That might be a good thing to have because I do feel that some sort of Internet interruption will go hand-in-hand with all of this destabilization because they're going to need to control a lot of narrative. Mm-hmm. And one of those narratives they're going to need to control is the vaccinated are not dying um, because the vaccinated are vaccinated. They're dying because the unvaccinated are killing them. And, and you don't see, like, 
even in the face of science, even in the face of people refuting, even in the face of people's own common sense, they're still pushing this narrative. And so all of that should give you pause. And like I said, today's preparation thing is, you know, at least pick up two Baofeng radios. Why, why might you need these? Well, there's probably going to be gas lines and you're probably going to need to go to grocery stores and stand in lines. There will be violence in those instances. People are upset. People will get upset. You may not be involved in that violence, but you probably don't want to take your whole tribe with you to where you're going. You want somebody at the home base and you might not be able to count on cell service or whatever. You know, they could be saying, you know, Apple could be, you know, and I've heard it kind of advanced that you're not going to be able to use Apple products unless you get vaccinated. Is that going to happen? I don't know. I can guarantee you they've talked about it. You know that. That's like if they could do it, they would. So if if they can justify it because of the level of death and destruction. Yeah, they're probably going to make you put in a vaccine code, QR code to be able to use your phone. If you have if you have a ham radio, you, you you might be able to communicate with your family. If you go to the gas station line and it's five hours long or there's a situation, you know, or you need help or you need to make sure they're OK or or maybe people are going, you know, doing home invasions in your neighborhood or stuff like that. So without relying on the phone and things like that, that radio system might be a really good backup system to have. And I hope none of these things happen. And I will again give this disclaimer. I am just a science fiction writer. I hope that I am completely paranoid and wrong. And I hope that you all just like don't subscribe anymore and take back your money and laugh at me and don't buy my books and that I have to go to my friend's restaurant and get a job waiting tables. I've done it before. I would gladly wait tables for the rest of my life and never write another book for none of these things to come true. Mm Mm-hmm. I, w- I, w- I would consider myself a blessed man if none of these things happened to us. But I'm more of the opinion that we should anticipate the worst. And this is probably most likely what's coming. And if it isn't, great, you're prepared. Great, you're, you're understanding it. But even in our comments, like I, I notice people are really like, the religious side would say Holy Spirit. Other people would say, hey, I'm just getting this vibe. So just get prepared. Some of you absolutely are 1,000% ahead. Some of you are getting tips. Please, whatever preparation things you're doing, share them in the comments and let's all talk about them. But my push today would be pick up a couple of Baofeng radios. Um, It's great to have for one person out and about and for the other person to be at home and to stay in touch and kind of know what's going on in the event of, you know, corporations shutting down our phones. Or you never can tell. China could get uppity. And, and disable our communication system in some way, shape, or form. That's possible. So these might be good things to have. That is the podcast. I think that we have all agreed that waffie, waffles, waffies, <laughs> coffee-flavored waffles, dip your waffle in coffee, dip your coffee-flavored coffee waffle in waffle coffee. Say that three times fast. Make for a better podcast. And that, folks, is the podcast. <laughs>